Yeah, I know our house can feel like that this time of year in particular. You see, we have five adults living in our house right now, four full-time jobs, one who is a high school senior with a part-time job and a full-time competitive swim schedule. We're deep in the planning process of a wedding, a graduation, college applications, scholarship applications, vacation planning, holiday scheduling, who is going to whose house, when are they going, who's going with them, when will they be back, did we buy all the gifts, did we wrap all the gifts for that matter, and, and to be fair, And mostly because wherever my wife is, her eyes are rolling back in her head right now because she does like 95% of that. And I know I just made it sound like I even do 5% if we're lucky. But we're in our Christmas series right now called Holly Jolly Twinkle Jingle. And sometimes the busyness and the length of our to-do list this time of year, well, it can make us forget some things. Case in point, if you were here on November 27th, then you got to see me live this out right in front of you, particularly if you were here for the second service. You see, I was doing announcements that day, and everything was going great first service. So if you were here first service on the 27th, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Second service, you know, because I completely spaced the announcements on second service. And if you weren't here then for second service, you're in luck because some sweet, caring person on our staff chose to use that as the video that we would post online on our website. And because I'm a glutton for punishment, I thought I would let you take a look at it. So uh, let's just take a look. Yep, so here's Justin finishing up the songs. Okay, he walks back expecting me to walk out any moment now. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. Justin says, well, hello. I guess I got to do it. (laughs) As you can see. Yeah. Right now. No, Tim. But Justin and I are going to do announcements because Tim's. All right, pause for a second. (laughs) Now, when your boss walks out on stage, all right, so Adam's Justin's boss. Adam is also my boss. But when your boss walks out on stage and he's not supposed to be in that moment, Usually not a good sign, all right? And so right about now, they start talking. I'm standing right outside these doors over here. And I usually, when I'm out there, I'm paying attention to what's on the screen and and what's going on. And I had this moment where I thought, oh, something's wrong. Who's supposed to... And then I remembered, oh yeah, it's me. And I do something along the lines of what in my mind was like this cartoon. What, 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 what am I supposed to? And, and Becca, our uh, online campus pastor, goes, just go, just go. And this is what happens as I lose my breath running down the aisle. Here's this right now, running in. <laughs> so welcome. We're Tim. Welcome. Hello. We're Tim, as you can see on our lower third right now. We're the executive <laughs> pastor here at the Ridge. So, so this is about right. where I start running. Thanksgiving joke. Okay. Yeah, let me uh, see. Let's see. So a farmer... <laughs> there, everybody, give it up for Tim. Tim Perkins, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you can stop it. Yeah, I know. So, uh, oh, thank you. I could, I could do it again for you later because I'm closing at this service. So if I don't show up here, uh, you'll know what happened. So, I like to think that this is just an example, maybe, of how we live out a value that we have here at the Ridge is, is that we aren't perfect, but we will be real right? And so I was just being real. Or maybe that God just wanted me to have an illustration for what busyness can look like this time of year. 
And sometimes we just find ourselves so busy with the Christmas season that we forget things. Maybe we're caught up in scheduling and parties and the gifts, or, or maybe like Adam mentioned last week, we're caught up in the difficulties of relationships. Or maybe you're struggling with something really personal right now. No matter what it is, it can cause us to lose sight of something very important. This. That because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to all those who sit in darkness and in the shadows of death and to give us a path of peace. You see this this morning light from heaven here that is about to break upon us? This is a prophecy of the birth of Jesus. This is the end of Luke chapter 1, the very end of it, right before Luke chapter 2, which is what we all kind of know of as the Christmas story, like the Charlie Brown Christmas story, right? That's Luke chapter 2. This is right before that. And the morning light from heaven is Jesus. And we're going to look at this idea that Jesus is the light. He's the light and the morning light from heaven and And he came to give light to the world, light in the darkness, in the darkness and offering those in that darkness this guide or this path to peace. And while this verse is foretelling of the birth of Jesus, right, and his arrival, Jesus actually says this himself in John 8, verse 12. He says this, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So what's that mean exactly, that Jesus is the light? Well, throughout the Bible, we see these references to light and darkness. It's metaphorical. And this kind of analogy, well, it's widely understood in society over all these years, and even with us today, whether it's Bible times or or now, that we have this storytelling understanding of light being good, right? And darkness, well, being bad. It's in music and books and movies, and they all reference this light and dark in similar contexts. Think like Star Wars, right? Think of Darth Vader and Luke, the dark side, good versus evil. Light is hope, and darkness is despair. Light offers a way, but darkness, it, it leaves us lost. It's interesting to me that this time of year, it can reveal both of those in our lives. The holidays can both leave us filled with hope and joy, while at the same time remind us of some of our deepest pains. And maybe for you, those pains are the loss of someone you love who who isn't around this Christmas. Or maybe this Christmas season, it puts you face to face with the dysfunctional family relationship maybe that you have things that should have been different, things that you hoped had been different, things that could have been different. I don't know your story, but if that's you, let me encourage you by saying that both can be true. You can be living in your pain and have hope that only the light of Jesus can provide. Now, you may be asking yourself, self, how is that possible? Right? How can I have both joy and pain at the same time? By the way, when I think joy and pain, I immediately think like sunshine and rain. Anybody else? Anybody else with me? That's Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. They, 
had some popular 80s hip-hop? No, no. It takes two? Anybody? No? All right, well, check it out. I'll change your life, I promise. Okay, so we were asking yourself, right? You were saying, joy and pain, how can I have them both? How's it possible? Well, when Jesus says he's the light of the world, what he's saying is, I'm inherently good. And if you follow me, you don't have to be lost in darkness. You can be found in the light. And that means that he provides hope in darkness. You can be in a pain of a dark time and still be holding the light of hope because of Jesus. So when I find myself in those moments of darkness, those unmet expectations, or the dreams of what the season would be like if only she were still with us, whatever your dark times look like, because of the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, I know it isn't the end. I know that heaven awaits, that there's so much more joy ahead for me. I know that God loved me so much that he provided a way for me, the gift of Jesus, a path to peace and understanding, a light of hope in the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And he said that if we follow him, we have that light within us. Jesus says this, he spoke to the people once more and and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have a light that leads to life. If you follow me, the day we choose to follow Jesus, we receive God's Holy Spirit in our lives. God himself, his Holy Spirit, that's the light that we have within us. Let's look at verse Uh, in Ephesians that really does explain this a little bit more. And now you Gentiles, that's, that's all of us, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. So if, if you have believed in God, Jesus, then the light of God's Holy Spirit lives within us. Matthew 5.14 even says that if you choose to follow Jesus, that you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. I'm, that's, that's pretty serious. Like, wait, I'm the light of the world? Because I follow Jesus? That's, that's why? Yeah. Yeah. And like that verse said, it can't be hidden. It's like the city on a hilltop. It shouldn't be hidden. When you let that light shine, it's, it's really hard to miss. That light that's in you, it lets you see how God is working all around you. And it invites you to join him in exactly what he's doing. I recently heard a story of a couple here at the Ridge that let their light shine into some darkness. You see, they own their own roofing business. And they chose to share God's love with someone. This person was in desperate need of a roof that they couldn't pay for, they couldn't do for themselves. And this couple, they paid their employees, they paid for all the material costs, they took care of all the needs for this person who couldn't do it for themselves. Now, I'm not going to tell you who they are because that's not why they did this. They did this to let their light shine, to let the light of Jesus shine into the lives of these folks. And there's something else about this couple. 
this whole Jesus thing, it's, it's still fairly new to them. They haven't been followers of Jesus their whole lives for 20 years, for 10 years, or even five years. I, I even heard just about a week and a half ago that they opened their home. They have a, a room in their house and they opened their home to somebody that needed a place to stay for a while. You see, somebody some time ago let their light shine into this couple's lives and now they're letting that same light shine and loving others. Jesus said this to those that follow him. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Go be the light. That means that because we're called to love others with all that we are, that we should give all that we've got for the world to know that because of God, they are loved by us. So many of you are doing that right now. And it's awesome because I've read some of the stories that have come in with our 10K challenge. You're doing budget counseling. You're hosting neighborhood cookouts. You're volunteering with the Red Cross and caring for animals at the Humane Society. And the list goes on and on and on. And it's inspiring to me to hear those stories. It's not always easy, though, to do it, is it? To do that stuff. So I'm going to share with you my top three reasons why I don't do it sometimes. And I'm just going to be honest. Maybe you can relate to these. All right? So these are Tim's top three excuses for not being the light. The first one, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Right? Sometimes I don't know how people are going to act. It takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit to do something because I don't know how they're going to respond. I don't want them to feel awkward. I don't want to feel awkward. And well, sometimes it's, it's just uncomfortable. And sometimes I'm just too busy or I think I'm too busy. Like we all have busy schedules, right? And I can have every reason in the world why I can't do something, why I can't let my light shine. And sometimes I use my calendar to help me make that excuse. And sometimes, well, the need, it's, it's too big. Like it's a big problem. How can, I make, how can I make a dent or a difference? And maybe that's what you felt when we talked about the 10K challenge. If you don't know what that 10K challenge is, we've mentioned it here a couple times, or maybe you haven't joined us in it yet. It's, it's a way that we've been challenged as a church to give back by serving in our community with 10,000 hours of service outside the walls of this church between now and September, 23rd of 20, or September 10th of 2023. And if I'm honest, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Not the 10,000 hours, because I, I mean, I, I think God's going to use you guys to crush that number this next year. It's not that. It's the vast need that's out there. I mean, like I said, this, this need, it's, it's too big sometimes. When you get out there and you start serving, you start to see something. You're going to notice that the need is more than you individually can handle. And honestly, it's more than all of us together can handle. It's huge. In August of this year, I got to take a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico uh, with Mike Lay here from the Ridge. 
the company that he worked for it, they pay for their employees to go on this trip to build a house through this organization called Homes of Hope. And they allow them to take a guest and he invited me and, and it was an incredible experience. It was fantastic to be a part of and I'm so thankful that God used me and, and those people that went. But there was this moment. You see, we were building this house for this family, the Ichivera family. It's a family of six. They live in this plywood built home with a dirt floor. And let me tell you, this was the cleanest, well-cared-for, lean-to dirt floor home that you can imagine. They swept their dirt floor. And I know that sounds funny, but it's not. I saw several people on my way to the job site both days sweeping the dirt floors of their home. They took care of what they had and what they could provide for their family. They had pride in it. They were overly thankful of us being able to come alongside of them. And I said alongside them because they helped build their own home. They had to take responsibility in that. But I told you there was this moment. This house was on, a top, on the top of a hill. Actually, this hill here. I took this picture when I took a break for a few minutes one afternoon. And I looked over this hill at the number of homes just like theirs. As far as I could see, 360 degrees around me. And all of a sudden, I just, I saw how great the need was and how small my light was. And I was overwhelmed. And God and I had a little chat. And I remember saying, God, I can't, I can't possibly meet all these needs. This is overwhelming. We could never meet all these needs. The people that were there, the, the homes of hope and the great work that they do, they can't do all of that. And it reminded me of this story of a boy and a young man on the beach. And maybe you've heard this before. This boy was walking along a beach that had thousands and thousands of starfish that had washed in from a storm the night before. And when he came to each starfish, he would bend down and he would pick one up and he would throw it back into the ocean. He did this all morning long and people were watching him do it and they were amused at what he was doing. And this man walked up to him and he said, what are you doing? He goes, look at all these starfish along this beach. You can't possibly make a difference. And the kid was crushed in that moment. And he paused for a second and then he bent down and he picked up another starfish. And he threw this one as far as he could out into the ocean. And he looked up at the man and he said, well, I made a difference to that one. God is only asking us to join him in his work. It's his work. He's got it. He's doing it. He just wants to share it with us. He wants us to share in the work with him. Let our light shine right where we are, wherever we are, in any given moment. Let your light shine. There are so many ways that we can join God in the work that he's doing and let our light shine through. You can go to 10kchallenge.info and there's a list of a hundred different suggestions that you could do there to let your light shine and be a part of something bigger than yourself. 
the giving trees are still out there. There's some tags on there and there's some more serving tags on there where you can take those and, and you can let your light shine by serving somebody in our community. And I'm also really, really excited to tell you about a couple of new opportunities that we're going to get to do in 2023 in our communities nationally and internationally. In 2023, we are planning three mission trips to take that I want to invite you to join us in. Three different trips, three different times, three different locations for you to choose from. Or if you want, you can, you can do them all with us. But we'll have a couple opportunities for, for families of all ages. Everybody can come to be a part of that trip. One of which uh, will be a trip to Homes of Hope in Tijuana. We're going to build another home. And that's for everybody in your family to join in. Another is a trip to Romania, where we're going to help build a church in Romania in 2023. And the third is specific to high schoolers. And they're going to get to go to a Native American reservation and help lead a kid's camp for a week. So if that sounds like something that you want to know more about, maybe you've never taken a trip like that. You don't have to commit to that right now, but mark your calendar for January 8th, right after the second service. We're going to have an information meeting. Short meeting just to tell you a little bit more about that so you can start to consider if maybe that's what God wants you to be doing. It's going to be so cool, and I'm so looking forward to next year and how God's going to use us. Now, maybe you're going to let your light shine in a situation like that somewhere in the world. Or maybe it's here in your community. Or maybe it's even in your home this holiday season. You're going to have that opportunity. I'm just asking you to choose one and be the light. The next few weeks when you find yourself kind of neck deep in this seasonal stuff about Christmas, let the busy schedule, the chaos, the joy, and the fun around you remind you to pause. You're going to find yourself busy and chaotic and just pause. And let the beautiful lights this time of year that we see remind you of the true light of the world. When your kids are screaming at each other in the back seat on the way to grandma's house, or you're enjoying company with family and friends, or maybe you're in that dark moment that you find yourself. Let the lights on the tree or on your house or even a star in the sky remind you that we celebrate that Jesus is the light. And he came to be the light of the world to save the world. And that light lives within us and that we're called to go be the light so that we might all find hope in darkness. Now, have you ever noticed that even the smallest light can be seen in the largest of dark spaces? Now, this space that we're in, it's pretty big. And if we shut out all the lights, it gets pretty dark, doesn't it? But you, you can still see even the smallest of light in this room. You can see lights here on the stage. You can see the exit signs, right? Even the smallest light. And if I take out my phone and I turn on this light, well, right around me, I, I can see. It's a little bit brighter, but there's still darkness. And if somebody over here would take out their phone for me and turn on their light, yeah. Yep. Starts to get a little brighter. Yeah, leave them on. 
And then somebody over here. Yep, you turn on your lights. And if we all take our phones out, everybody right now, take your phone out and turn on your light. We start to see what happens. Keep turning them on. The light shines in the darkness. And our band's going to come out in just a second. And I want you to leave those lights on during the entirety of this next song. Go ahead and stand with me now. Let those lights shine because there's something very interesting, right? We can't turn up the darkness bright more to drown out the light, right? Darkness can't do that. You can't turn up the darkness more, but you can always turn up the light more to drown out the light. And John 1, 5 It says this, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. 